Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is the Bob Cordaro Show Podcast. WILK News Radio. We are back. Let us gavel back to order this meeting of the Club for Common Sense. And remind you that the program is brought to you by Pizza Bella Mountaintop, home of the Zero Card Pizza Crust. Now available at Pizza Bella Mountaintop only, Route 309 in Mountaintop. And then our hourly sponsors that I can't brag enough about. The Marjon Golf Course, the best bargain in golf, and probably the best food. I know the best sausage, that I guarantee. We had broccoli rav last Sunday. I mean, it was, um, yeah. And a great day on the golf course as well. And then the Dunmore Lumber Company. Beat the big box blues. You got to, you know, acres of parking uh, that you have to navigate through, acres of store. Just tell Ron or Gary or Michelle uh, or Daryl or Hank what you want, and you get it. (laughs) It's done. Beat the big box blues. Dunmore Lumber. So we're back, and I... I'm I'm listening to this ABC News. Now they are covering some bullspit event by Biden at the White House where he's going to talk about reducing junk fees. You know when you get ch- charged a service fee on either at a bank or or when you buy something or a late fee when you're late with your credit card payment. This is what they're focusing on in the news media. And they are ignoring the fact that there's credible evidence that Joe Biden sold out this country for $5 million. There is proof positive evidence that the Biden family behaved incredibly unethically. We'll find out if it's a quid pro quo, which would create illegality, but they were They're insanely unethical. When Joe Biden's granddaughter and daughter-in-law get paid from Romanian sources after he takes a trip there. Same thing after China. Absolute craziness, and they they ain't going to cover it. So that's why you got to listen to this program. Now, I've got three newspapers here. That and, and I've got a report in my hot little hands called the Public Report of the District Attorney for the 2022 general election. Headline from the Times leader, DA, no crimes in the paper shortage. Standard speaker, 
a catastrophic oversight. <laughs> and the citizen's voice, you know, remember, the the uh, standard speaker is just yesterday's news, but they somehow got it today. But the citizen's voice says catastrophic oversight. And the man who wrote the report, the man who helped compile it, the man who had to look into it is Sam Sanguidolce. I just love saying his name. I've said that often <laughs> enough. Uh, but he's with us in studio here. First of all, Mr. District Attorney, welcome. Thanks for having me, Bob. Good to have you. All right. Uh, D.A. Sanguidolce, you, it took a while to put this together, but as I read my version of it, it was a really in-depth analysis of what happened. Uh, that's part of the reason that it, it took so long. You're trying to anticipate uh, what what is going to come, you know, because once you release the report, you don't want to go back and say, okay, we'll also look into these other things. We want to, we want to have a complete report for the public. And the other thing is the timing of it. And when you get close to elections, if you release something like this, even whether it's true or not, somebody is going to say you're trying to affect the election. And that was not what we were trying to do. We try to keep our office as fair and neutral as possible. And just, you know, this happens to be, the election happens to be the topic of this investigation. Now, I said at the time, and and your report bears it out, not that I was right, or I'm, I'm not saying it for that purpose. Essentially, it was incompetence by a, so many people and failure of doing just their jobs, not the system, that I, I felt like there was so much incompetence involved, or had to be, no one would commit a crime this stupid. I think that's, you know, that was my gut reaction. The calls came in almost immediately in the morning to my office, and there are, there's no paper in Republican areas. That's that's how the call came in. And I thought that would be the stupidest way to try to affect yeah. an election because we're going to figure it out right away. And you're a Republican. It, exactly. Uh, I thought just that, that just can't be. It yeah. can't be that people tried to remove the paper from Republican areas. Yeah. Uh, and as it turns out, that, of course, was not the case. So uh, when we were talking off air, you had said that there were there were a number of people that either had the opportunity or the responsibility or both to make sure the paper was in the machines. Yeah, yeah but my gut reaction, and this is what I told counsel in our, our private meeting, was to call this a systemic failure, but it wasn't a failure of the system. The system has in place checks and balances where at least seven different people are supposed to check and make sure that yeah. the paper is there. And again, because of the lack of training and experience, and I, I don't want to point a finger and say, like, you basically just didn't do your job. That's not really the case. People have to realize we have 143 polling places, 186 precincts in Luzerne County. The election before this, we had major problems with the programming. Not only, you'll remember, it said the Democrat ballot when it was the Republican ballot. Uh, we had various, multiple, multiple wards where the wrong candidates were on the screen, you know, the, the wrong uh, people in the in the wrong cities were on the screen. So checking and rechecking that, all of these major things that people with limited experience had to check, uh, this was, like I said, a catastrophic oversight. You know, <laughs> we're, we're talking with Luzerne County District Attorney Sam Sanguidolce, his report to the Luzerne County Council on the 2022 general election fiasco. I had asked you, and I'd like you to explain for, for our audience, 
there's a there's some kind of management company. Now, you can't blame the machine mm-hmm. company. You had said, I mean, they're not in charge of right. paper. Mm-hmm. But wasn't isn't there some sort of management company that Luzerne County pays for for overall uh, oversight of this? So what so Dominion is is the company that had you know had sold us the machines. They're not in charge. You know, in the same way that if you buy an Epson printer, they're not in charge of sending you paper. <laughs> you know, uh, you're in charge of making sure the paper has print. Uh, the printer has paper. But uh, we also then hired after the 2021 debacle, which I was explaining how the uh, ballots did, didn't reflect the right candidates and yeah. things like that. Uh, we had hired a consulting company called the Elections Group. And they provided us a checklist of things. It said the date, who's you know what the task is, and who's supposed to do the task. Um, and I, I reproduced a portion of that in my report. There are at least ten lines that you know address the supplies, and there are at least seven people responsible for checking and rechecking that we have all the necessary supplies, um, paper, power cords, you know things like that, um, the, the the tape that prints out the, the tally yeah. of the ballots, um, and it just. It, basically got overlooked by everyone. So so they didn't have an ongoing, that company didn't have an ongoing responsibility. They they essentially, they did the autopsy on the 21 election and said, here's how you don't have that happen again. And this is how to help you going forward. That's correct. Okay. So they were not on site to say, like, these are the things we need to do. They were like, here's a list of things to do. Make sure you do them. Did you find that the odd... And and remarkable turnover in the election bureau as the head, uh, at least at least the head position was a component of this failure. Absolutely, um, you know, the the gut reaction, and I, I've heard it from the public, I've heard it from members of council, is you know, we, we, it's people have to be fired. The problem with firing, people and that was mine. Every yeah. time something goes wrong, is you lose that institutional knowledge, and I think you'll see in the report. You know, most people had weeks or a couple of months of experience. So if you get thrown into this in August and you say, by the way, we have a major election coming up in November. Yeah. You just imagine what kind of mania is going on. That's what we actually experienced in talking to people. We were worried about this, that, and this. And nobody could even imagine that not having paper could possibly be a problem. <laughs> so they checked every box except the almost the most obvious one. Correct. All right, so you don't have responsibility or authority to do anything about this report, but do you make recommendations for them to follow? Yes. So because it's not criminal activity, I don't you know go and arrest anybody. You can't. There's nothing. Yeah. Uh, but I committed myself to stay involved. I've spoken to our current manager, uh, Romilda Crocomo, who you know has really taken the bull by the horns on this. Uh, I've already been consulting with uh, a number of experts in the area, and we're going to move forward. We have a grant, the Election Integrity Grant. We have money to to do things like this. But you can't buy institutional knowledge. That's the problem. So, you know, the trainings are not really readily available from the state anymore. They're seeing the same personnel problems that everyone's seeing across America. So uh, I've committed whatever resources are necessary to work together with the county management, the administration, the election bureau. You know, the most important thing we do on election day is make sure people can vote. Yeah. Um, so uh, we have a plan going forward. We have a, a, you know, three or four different points that we're going to try to implement. And uh, hopefully we avoid disasters like this in the future. But, I mean, in the end, the district attorney's office is not responsible for 
voting. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. I, I didn't know that I was so responsible for investigating it either until the last well, two elections. Let's, let's go back to the investigation because I think um, a component of that has to be the resources that you put into it. I, I look at the, the people that you listed uh, that, that took part in this, a, a number of county detectives. Uh, tell us about the team that you assembled to take this on because you you had a gut reaction, but you didn't know. Right. And, and you're right. I mean, most of the people are part time. Mm-hmm. So you got to track them down all over Luzerne County, which people don't realize how big the county is. People do not realize how big Luzerne County is to drive across it from, you know, the end of Shikshini to Avoca takes two hours. Yeah. So, um, when, when, when this, these calls came in and like I say in the report, initially I thought the problem was that the papers in the warehouse, it just didn't get into the cabinets. So I got all the detectives downstairs. We're going to the election bureau. We're going to deliver this paper as soon as possible so people can vote. And then we got to the election bureau and realized that paper wasn't anywhere in the county. Um, so Nobody had ordered it. Nobody ordered it. And I, I would be remiss if I did not think there were police departments that found out about this going on and called into our office or called my cell phone and said, whatever you need, you know, we'll send officers. And they did. I know Plains, Pittston, uh, Mountaintop, the Back Mountain, Hazelton, you know, the sent guys to say, like, we'll help you deliver this paper because 143 places is a lot of places to get to. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. There are, I want, we're going to take a break. And there are people, and there are going to be people who they, they think elections are rigged, and people are always trying to rig them. That's one thing we know. Right, right. Uh, and and they may not be satisfied with this result. But I want to talk to you about whether it happened in primarily Republican areas and those kinds of issues when we get back. My guest is uh, Luzerne County District Attorney Sam Sanguidolce. He has just issued a public report on the 2022 general election snafus, of which there were many. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that and then maybe broaden it out to the state of crime and decay in Luzerne County. The Bob Cadaro Show will take a break and return after this. Brian Highland, this date, 1960, released his first single, Itsy Bitsy Teeny Weeny Yellow Polka Dot Bikini. Bikinis being one of my favorite things on the planet. Well, when there's someone in it. And 1934, Franklin D. Roosevelt signed an act making the National Guard part of the U.S. Army in the event of war or national emergency, like January 6th, but Nancy didn't want them. And I don't mean Nancy Kamen, I mean Pelosi. Bob Cadaro back with you here, and Sam Sanguidolci, uh, Luzerne County District Attorney, our guest. We're talking about his public report. Uh, on the two, 2022 general election uh, paper shortage and other errors. So, D.A. Sanguidolci, you essentially concluded that the people did not have enough training and knowledge to to get this job done. Has this be, been solved? Can it be solved? Uh, I, I guess I should back up because that, that sounds, you know, elementary, right? They don't have enough training to know we need paper. That's that's not really like a, a full story. Because of the lack of training and experience, everything in the election became an emergency. 
So the, the paper oversight be, became a problem because they were worried about things that had you been, you know, the election director for 10 years, all of this would be old hat, right? You yeah. know exactly what to do. And, you know, every time a problem came up, it was like, we have to research this. Um, so that's how the paper shortage became an oversight. Has it been solved? Absolutely not. I mean, we have the same people there. And, you know, I don't mean to criticize them because they're, they're doing the best they can do. The answer is not to get you know, like I hear people say, like, well, somebody has to be fired, you know, like, OK, then who do you get? Where's this experienced election person that we're going to bring in? Like they just don't exist. Elections happen twice a year. And what I was saying to council is you don't get to practice this every week or yeah. every month, yeah. you know. Twice a year we have elections, and as you get closer to elections, it becomes more and more of an emergency. And then, as you saw in the last election where we used paper ballots, the counting goes on, the, the issues go on. I, I have a hearing today about accumulating my votes because people, not shockingly, misspelled my name. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'm thankful that they even, you know, would go out of their way to try to write me in on the Democratic ballot. But... You know, you would think the election board might say, like, oh, well, it's pretty obvious that they missed one letter who they're trying to vote for. Uh, but I had to file a petition. Thankfully, I'm also a lawyer. I didn't have to hire someone. But, yeah. you know, so there are all kinds of things that happen all the time. The problem has not even remotely been solved. But we are working, you know, every election they get better. Well, l- let me ask you on that okay. question. And, and we have the <clears> new the, the new um, executive directors in place for the county, county executive. You guys have mock trials. The police have, uh, they do situational uh, performances. Mm -hmm. Maybe this office has to do mock elections. (laughs) You know, that's not a terrible idea. Um, And we did have some run-throughs. If you remember, after 2021, um, I had then-director was Bob Morgan. And take me through what you guys do, because I didn't know. I show up and vote, and that's my my exposure to voting until I... (laughs) You know, I woke up one day and had to start investigating. So um, it's not a terrible idea to say, instead of doing 143 polling places, let's take 10 and see if we can get some mock voters in. Uh, It's actually something that we we should look into. All right. So one of the main things that happened, and it appeared to me on Election Day, that Republican areas primarily were impacted. Your report says that's not accurate. That is not accurate. Um, the calls came in from Republican areas initially, um, and what we uh, summed it up to be is basically whatever paper was in those machines left over from the last election is the paper that the polling places got. As you can imagine, the Democratic areas are more concentrated urban areas that got more paper in the last election, so they had more left over. So it, by, by 8 o'clock in the morning, 8.30 in the morning, we're getting calls from the the outskirts, you know, the rural areas, which are typically more conservative. Uh, But by 10 o'clock, it was coming from everywhere. You know, you know, there was no question that this was not targeted in conservative areas. It was coming from, you name it, that they were low on paper. Well, I I hope that people can take some solace that it's only incompetence. I, I, I hate to say it that way, but at least it wasn't uh, a political effort and focus. It wasn't a criminal effort and focus. It is something given people who are willing that can be corrected and improved upon. Oh, absolutely. And you know, I think if you if you recall, ten of our eleven of, of ten of eleven of our county council members are Republican. You know, so. 
to say that this is, you know, Democrats taking advantage of the Republican. It's not. The Republicans are in charge. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm an advocate of getting rid of the county council and going back to commissioners, but that's another story. <laughs> don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I, I remember I came down. Uh, Sam, I came down and was asked because I was minority commissioner at Lackawanna County at the time, and they figured I'll, I'll be, always be minority, so let's get rid of the commissioners. And I said, so you want to replace three politicians who are responsible for their actions with 11 politicians who are not responsible for anything that, that occurs? I said, this is craziness. I think that's a large part of the gripe. And, you know, I don't have a problem with any particular council member. It's the home rule charter itself. And yeah. I, I spoke to the drafters about it. And they said, usually when you go home rule, you know, you're given millions of dollars and lawyers and resources. They gave us a pencil and a piece of paper. Um, <laughs> and, you know, we uncover these problems all the time. And, it, you know, that's why I went in front of council. I said, put this on the ballot. Let the people, you know, it's our job to sell them a different home rule system if that's what we want. But it's up to the people. And, you know, the, the council members would not vote for it. And they, they're trying to piecemeal changes and, and fixes. And they haven't even begun to address any other problems with the DA's office. Uh, as I've, I've said before... You know, when Stephanie Salavantis was the DA, uh, they voted by a majority to remove her from office because she announced a run for judge. If I wanted to remove, you know, the dog catcher from Jed Burrow, I need a full lawsuit, you know, yeah, a full yeah, warranto action. Yeah. But somehow you could remove the DA just by a majority <laughs> vote. Are you kidding me? But they haven't even begun to address it. And that's yeah. a major, major unconstitutional issue in the Home Rule Charter. We're talking with Sam Sanguidolci, uh, Luzerne County District Attorney. Uh, we're going to take a break, uh, and we're going to come back because I want to ask you about a couple of general things on elections and then, of course, on Luzerne County and where it all stands. Uh, Bob Cadaro, the eponymous show will roll on. We'll come back with the weather and more of D.A. Sanguidolci after this. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from meteorologist Joe Snedeker. Today, partly sunny and breezy, high of 76. Beautiful day. Tonight, cloudy, low of 58. Tomorrow, showers and thunderstorms during the day with some periods of sun. High will be 72. Saturday, partly sunny, a stray thunder shower possible in the afternoon, high of 75. Father's Day, sunny, high of 75. And then Monday, it's going to be 75 again with a chance of scattered showers and thunderstorms. Bob Kadar back with you here on WILK and the eponymous show. Catastrophic oversight, said uh, Luzerne County District Attorney. Sam Sanguidolce, and he's with us here today. Catastrophic, I think, is the right word. <laughs> I couldn't think of a, a more more of a disastrous word than that because that's exactly what happened. When you're talking about call after call saying we're running low on paper, uh, and that's part of part of the report. There is that famous whiteboard uh, yeah. that, that was printed in the newspaper that said "out of paper." That kind of was a, a loose term. People were calling because they were running out. And everyone went on an out-of-paper list, but uh, those became the targeted areas. This is where we got to get paper to first. Well, it's it's one of those things where you get responsibility for reviewing this, and then somehow you get pulled into it as though you're part of the problem. Right. <laughs> and you had to know that going in. Of course. And, <laughs> you know, when it began, you know, I was initially resisting doing this investigation. I go, this can't possibly be criminal. We got 8 million things going on in this county. Uh, and then as it turned out, you know, there were people from council that wanted to do their own investigation. The election board wanted to do their own investigation. The controller wanted, I thought, none of these people are trained to do investigations. Yeah. You know, we're going to have six or seven investigations going on. Uh, it's going to shut down this county. So uh, I ended up agreeing to take it on. And, you know, I'm glad I did because, you know, seeing the detectives work is actually, you know, it's a little bit, it's a little bit impressive to see how they go about knocking down these different questions. And, you know, we would have monthly meetings to say, you know, these are the questions that are going to come up. This is what, this is not part of the investigation, but this is what people want to know. You know, historically, who bought this paper? You know, like, yeah. And you look in the past, it was the director, Shelby Wachilla, that bought it, you know, in the past. But they hadn't ordered paper since 2021. So a whole year went by, a whole election went by. Had they had more paper in 2021 left over, we would have never found this problem, by the way. It would have come sooner or later. In but... the cabinets, yeah, right. Yeah. It would have been this election that we found it. Yeah. You know? So. Crazy. Uh, <laughs> all right. So. You, you said the problem still exists, essentially, because it's about the staff and their training and experience. Do you feel helpless? Like, we got a, t- a text in about that Hunlock Creek had a paper ballot, a paper problem again. Um, I don't so much feel helpless. I mean, I think there are going to be problems in every election. You can't anticipate everything that could, po- you know, we have paper jams or the machine goes down or things like that. It's just that in Luzerne County, they're now exponentially, you know, blown up in the media because we 
you know, we had two major, major problems back-to-back in elections. Yeah. So to say, like, Lackawanna County, uh, I have a lot of friends in Lackawanna County. It's been eight years going to school there. Um, they act like they do their elections perfectly. I highly no. doubt that nothing ever goes wrong there. You well, know? you pointed something out, and, <clears throat> and we had such incredible continuity. Uh, we went from a guy named Cubby De Pasquale to Marion Medallis, who... Uh, when I became majority commissioner, we were happy to retain her. The continuity was the key. Uh, and, and so when you say that in this report and tell us this now, uh, it, it rings true for me as well as someone who was on an election board. Now, people are very concerned, though, about election integrity. Now, you're a Republican, but you don't... You don't feel hopeless in terms of election integrity. You believe it can be achieved. Absolutely. I mean, if you look at you know, Luzerne County's elections, it, it's hard you know, to say as a Republican, I have no hope for the elections. The, we, we won a landslide victory on county council two elections ago. Yeah. So you know, if, if you were trying to you know, get Republicans out of office, that was a miserable failure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and I personally know these people in the elections office. Well, I do now. <laughs> I didn't beforehand, but I do now. And, you know, these are people that are trying to do the right thing. Um, they're not all Democrats. They're not all Republicans. They're trying to get the election. And they're not all political either. No. I mean, some of them are. <laughs> but not all. Some of them are, yeah, but not yeah. all of them. Uh, but they also know that everybody's watching them, including me. Yeah. You know, I don't have time or room to be, you know, politicized when it comes to elections. You know, I, I'm a Republican. That's true. Everybody in my family, they're all Democrats. So yeah. if you're looking for me to say, you know, I hate all Democrats, yeah. or, you know, yeah. I'm just not going to do that. And the office is much bigger than I am. Someday I'll be gone from this office. But the, the people's faith in this office has to continue. So, you know, our detectives, you know, some of them are Republicans. Some of them are Democrats. Some of them I have no idea what they are. Yeah. But they're good investigators. Uh, and they believe more in the Constitution and the country and the election process than in anything else. So mm-hmm. nobody's going to try to sway this election one way. Whatever the people pick, um, for better or worse, as it turns out, uh, is what they're going to get. And we want to ensure that we can do the best we can to make sure that the voters that are entitled to vote, they get to vote and their votes are counted. Now, a concern that I have, I, don't, I do not think under any circumstances – that drop boxes can be monitored and can and sh- nor should they be part of the system because there's too much room for fraud on on a small scale and potentially on a large scale so the only way to a- accurately monitor drop boxes ha- is to have someone present that can watch every vote go in right and as soon as you say that the pro drop box people say that you can't do that because it intimidates the people away from voting <laughs> Like, well, we have people that work the polls. It doesn't intimidate people away from going in and voting there, right? Yeah. You're dropping in an envelope. Uh, and I hear over and over, oh, well, we have cameras on them. But that's what good is that? So if I take, you know, 200 ballots and I stick them in the drop box and there's 200 ballots already in there, how do you pick out which ones are illegal votes and which ones I take out of there? It's too late then. Even if you go and arrest the person, those votes are in there and what do we do with them? So yeah. I think the cameras offer us no security whatsoever. And the drop boxes have to be manned to ensure that the law is carried out. Or just change the law and say anybody could drop anything in there at any time. <laughs> Which is insane in and of itself. So, I mean, that's something 
that I think we could agree on. You've got to get rid of them, or you've got to have them monitored by someone who is bonded, and you're very certain that they're going to be honest and true. There's got to be actually two people, because there's got to be a Republican and a Democrat. Right. And, and, you know, they don't want it to be law enforcement, because that's intimidating. Well, do you want it to be somebody that works in the election office? Because we can't get enough people to work there already. Um, So if you don't want people guarding the box, then there's only one solution left, and it's to get rid of them. And I understand, you know, people want to make it easier to vote, but... I you think know, you should make it harder to vote. When I, I was, I was <laughs> like actually going to say, yeah, I, it's a privilege that you should exercise. And if you don't, fine. If you're too lazy to vote on election day or through the proper absentee process, well, okay, fine. You didn't vote. If you look back in time, when I think of my, you know, my grandparents, you know, my my dad and his brothers and sisters talking about voting, they would have waited in line all day. This is my right, and damn it, I'm going to exercise it. Yeah. You know, no matter how difficult it is. So. For us to bend, bend over backwards to try to make it easy, and I've said this, I recently had a meeting with judges and things, it's like, most people don't know who the judges are. They go literally, or some people text me from the polling booth, like, <laughs> you know, what judges do we vote for for Commonwealth Court? Like, yeah. this that never affects their lives, right? We should educate ourselves. And like, pick the person that you think represents you the best, but we don't. We often go in there and, you know, we know who on our city council or, or maybe county council or hopefully the DA uh, but a lot of these places, they, they, we were not educated going in. And even myself, when I look at the, the superior court judges, you know, these are people I've appeared in front of maybe five times. Yeah. What is a normal, everyday non-lawyer? They don't Have know who's on superior court, and they don't care. Well, hopefully, as you move forward, you could pursue getting rid of the drop boxes. They are dangerous. They are uh, so open to fraud. Uh all right, let's we, – well, we we went over, but okay, we, we could deal with it. Uh, general crime, as we conclude, and sort of a societal outlook in Luzerne County. We see the de- deterioration of cities all around this country. It seems like we are holding our own here with respect for police, respect for law and order – but it's always in the balance. I have to thank the, you know, the people of Luzerne County. If you drive by any neighborhood, you're going to see the back the blue signs. You know, we are not a defund the police county. If you're looking for that, you're in the wrong place. Thank God. Yeah. Uh, it's hard enough to find police officers who go out every day. I just did a police memorial in Wilkes-Barre. I was a, a keynote speaker, and I said, you know, uh, not only the police themselves, but you have you know husbands and wives that stand at the threshold of the door when they leave for work, not knowing if those people are coming home, and say like, "Oh, I work in this rural community; it's safe." Look at the news. Yeah, you know where people get shot and killed. It's you know you're serving a warrant. There's a domestic violence complaint. You have no idea what dangers are out there. Even you know I'm 47 years old now. I have you know police officer friends of mine that are rolling around in the street. You know some drunk guy after you know comes out of a bar. I'm thinking like. I'm way too old to be rolling around in the street, but these people do it to protect the other people in that bar, the neighbors next door. Yeah. Um, so thank God you know, we, we are still a back-the-blue county, and I'm very proud of that. All right. Sam Sanguidolci, thank you so much for stopping by, explaining this report. Uh, it, it, I read it. it. It answers all of my questions, and it does address my concerns. This is a work in progress that is not under the district attorney's purview, or or your authority, 
but I'm happy you jumped in and, and looked at it for all of us. Well, thanks for having me, and, and I'm so thankful for the new manager and, and the county council that are, you know, they've all agreed to work together. This is a problem that needs to be fixed for the people of Luzerne County. All right. Sam Sanguidolci, we'll be back. Myself included, did not try to reach that note in Ragdoll. Hmm? I guarantee you did when you were alone. I won't even attempt it on the radio. But that's the four seasons, this date, 1964, they released their hit Ragdoll. And before that, if you remember Vice President Dan Quayle, and by the way, he got unfairly maligned. But he was in uh, Trenton, New Jersey, and he had the E to potato, <laughs> the, the, the famous E to potato uh, during that spelling bee. Bob Cadero back with you on WILK. Listen. Uh, I, I got to give a lot of credit for, to D.A. Sanguidolci and his team. It was going to be a thankless job. But as he said, there was nobody else to do it. And because there was no one else to do it, he just said, I got to fill the vacuum. And he did, and the report is thorough. It answers the questions. I've I've got faith that the system works. Now we've got other other than the drop boxes, other than the drop boxes, and I was happy that Sam agreed with me on that. But other than the drop boxes, the people have to get prepared and experienced. And as I suggested to him. They've got to do some dry runs. They have to. I mean, they've really got to do a, a, a voting election day boot camp so that these people are ready for action come November. So, um, all right, that, 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 that issue dealt with, and I'm, I'm happy we did. Uh, and I, I've got a lot of confidence in the DA. I truly do. And so you know. There was no delay, no hesitancy, no lack of response from Sam Sanguidolce on this issue as I pursued it for you. None. Always honest, always forthright, always told me where it stood and what was happening. And he was willing to come in here to talk about it uh, with no limits on questions, nothing. So you, you got a good DA. You, you truly do. Uh, let's kind of sneak a call in here. Andrew from Jersey, how are you? Just put you on my earbuds. But I uh, think uh, Dan Quayle and people make fun of him, but it's personally offensive to me because I'm dyslexic and sometimes I spell my own name wrong. I'll spell Andy with a D instead of a D because I'll invert it. But Andrew, and to be my, fair, to be fair, Quayle was not dyslexic. <laughs> right. If, but maybe he wasn't just. You know, because there's different degrees, and maybe he didn't want to admit it because it's embarrassing. or And that's why I couldn't work at Fox 56, because I didn't have a proofreader. I needed someone to proofread before, especially posting. They wanted me to post on their website without someone reviewing it, which was surprising because I thought you would need a producer or someone to approve it. And as soon as I saw the other reporters doing that, I knew it was going to be a problem. But um, anyway, um, 
with the election, it wasn't fraud, the paper gate. But look at Arizona, how different that was, because Kerry Lake's opponent, the now the governor, she's the one actually <laughs> overseeing it. Like, you're, how inappropriate or conflict of interest is that, you know, when your opponent is in charge of it. But I want to say quick, everyday Americans, Bob, you're an everyday American. <laughs> Junk fees and uh, the free market, too. For example, if there's a say United Airlines charges a bogus jump fee, then American Airlines can compete in the free market and say, okay, we don't charge that hidden fee. With ATMs, too, Schumer in New York, they want to step in, but the banks can compete against each other and say, okay, well, we won't charge any fee or we'll only charge a dollar. And um, so well, Biden we'll, we'll get rid. Never- we'll try to get rid of junk fees but we'll cost you $10,000 with the inflation we've created. I mean, it's just such stupidity, this Biden administration. You can't make it up. You really can't. And, also, and then, they, then Biden, the news coverage is a disgrace. Biden never really had a job other than for a year or two in the private sector. And Obama himself only had a job as a lawyer for a year or two. And he, when he did have that job in his book, he wrote, that he described himself as a spy behind enemy lines because he was actually working in the private sector. But lastly, I just want to comment on the Democrats in Pennsylvania that are not like leftist ones. I use the term that they're caught in the past, that they think it's like JFK. And the irony is that the Pennsylvania Democrats were known for the coal mining and supporting safety and, you know, better working conditions for the coal miners. And now the Democrats in Pennsylvania support shutting down the, the fuel industry in yeah. Pennsylvania. And yeah. I actually last asked the mayor of Wilkes-Barre at the Shapiro rally. I asked him about fracking, if he supports it, and he wouldn't answer. He said, well, I'm just the mayor, so I'm not going to get involved. But he should tell his constituents it's a city, you know, it's a city in Pennsylvania, who, which is an energy-producing state. Do you support fracking or not? He, he actually wouldn't answer that question. So that was terrible. But uh, like I said, they're caught. There's you. You have your left wing, but the ones that are more moderate, like they're they think it's like 1960, you know, with JFK. And unfortunately, and, uh, it ain't. The Democrats they're <laughs> right. voting for are lunatics. Andrew, thank you, my friend. We got to go to the news. We'll take this break for the news, and we'll come back with Phil Kirpin of American Commitment. WYLK News Radio. This is the Bob Cordaro Show podcast. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts.